wherever in this glorious world you're listening in from, I want to welcome you back to the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for mastering skills to navigate leadership and life, episode nine. So before we get into it today, I just want to apologize if you happen to hear any sirens or any loud noises. I am in San Francisco, just finished two days at the Uplift 2023 conference, which was amazing. And I am recording this episode from my hotel room in San Francisco for you. So today's episode is dedicated to a listener who gifted me their feedback that they were enjoying listening to a friendly voice in the leadership space. And they also asked for an episode on how to give and receive feedback as a leader. So in the spirit of confidentiality and gratitude, you know who you are, and I so much appreciate you. So let's dive in. So my intention is to share what I've learned about feedback over the three and a half decades of working with leaders. Just now, as I say this out loud, three and a half decades, that what comes up for me is, wait, what? What? How can that be? I think I'm having a bit of of a moment here. (laughs) Anyway, let's just get back on track. So I will talk about what I've learned. I will share a simple tool that a lot of leaders find helpful And I will share with you what I think is required in order to give and receive feedback. So I have learned a lot about feedback from being a giver, a receiver, a leader, (laughs) and from observing others as well as coaching others to prepare to either give or receive feedback. And I've disseminated it into six points that I think will enable you to get what you need, regardless of if you are the one that's giving or the one that's receiving. So the first one is without specific feedback, there is no way for us to know what we're doing well and where we can improve. As a human being, we see and we hear what we are prepared (laughs) to see and hear. And so without feedback, it's challenging to grow our own awareness and how we show up and how we impact other people. So I'm going to share a little bit more on how to do this when I get to the tool, but specific feedback is definitely something that's really important. The second point is giving feedback can be difficult because we have so many thoughts, we have so many feelings about each instance, and we generally believe feedback to be negative or not helpful. I hear this all the time with regard to positive feedback specifically, and we worry that the receiver will either not like us or they can't or won't be able to handle the feedback well that we're giving them. So now as a coach, I ask my clients, if this is true, then what? So if it's true, that's going to be tough, then what? They still have to give the feedback, and it doesn't have to be a problem. So in order for us to give and receive feedback, both parties need to be open, honest, and willing to speak, to listen, and to hear one another's perspective, which requires us to be vulnerable and uncomfortable, especially if it's the first time. So for you, this might be one of the first times that as a leader that you have to give feedback. And this brings me to number three. As a leader and the giver of feedback, it's your responsibility and accountability to know how each person on your team likes to receive feedback, both positive and constructive feedback. 
Now, why is this important? The receiver needs to be open to and have the ability to hear the feedback, to be able to process the feedback in order to understand it. So an example that I've seen over my career for someone who's receiving feedback publicly, either positive or negative feedback, it can be embarrassing or it can erode trust. So it's really important for you to know that. This brings me to point number four, which is around preparation. So as the giver, you need to understand the facts and be able to communicate the feedback in a way that the receiver has the ability and opportunity to act upon it. So for example, over my career, I have heard, you did a great job, Cynthia, keep it up, so many times. And while that was great, I had no idea what specifically I had done in order to act on it or repeat the behavior that led me there. And so what's interesting, I have had multiple occasions, this probably won't surprise you, have gone to someone who has given me this feedback and said, could I just follow up and ask what specifically was it that I have done? I just want to know so that I can do it again. And on more than one occasion, people were like, it was just great. It's just, just keep doing what you're doing. So you can ask and may not always get the information back that you are hoping to. So part of preparation when you're getting ready to give feedback includes thinking about the logistics. Where will I give this feedback? The timing and how they might respond and whether or not you have taken that into consideration. So if you have someone on your team that you know might become emotional, you might wanna think about that. It could be that you deliver the feedback and then give them time to process it and then schedule another follow-up with them. Again, the key here is really about knowing your people and for preparing for outcomes that you anticipate based on what you learn. So this brings me to point number five, which as a leader, it's really important when delivering feedback on real issues to do so in the spirit of growth with thoughtfulness. This means delivering it without judgment, without an agenda, or looking to things to go your way and without your emotion. When feedback is delivered consistently and clearly in a way that you know that your people can receive it, it can reduce fear, theirs and yours, <laughs> and it can increase trust and lead to transformational change. Now, there's a quote from Mary Kay Ash, who founded Mary Kay Cosmetics, and she said, there are two things people want more than sex and money. What are those two things? Recognition and praise. Now, I know there are people out there that would disagree with what I've just said in this quote, but Mary Kay had a point. It is a basic human need for us to want to feel valued and appreciated. As a leader, if you don't give recognition and praise through some form of feedback, you will have a hard time keeping your people motivated and engaged in their work. So this brings me to the last point. Giving and receiving feedback is the most important work a leader and a coach <laughs> will do for the growth of the other person and their professional and personal growth and the growth within your relationship is worth your discomfort.
I'm just going to pause there so that you can hear that. Their professional and personal growth and the growth of your relationship is worthy of your discomfort. Now, I do want to add a caveat here because I think it's important to understand that our human brain is biased to the negative. And if I use the analogy of a bank account, in cases where constructive feedback is required, the ratio of positive to negative feedback in the emotional bank account is five to one. So if feedback is given routinely, you would have enough emotional trust built up with the other person in order to make a withdrawal if there was some negative or constructive feedback to give. Now, of course, there can be circumstances outside of this, and it's still a good rule of thumb to use as a new leader. So with those things in mind, the tool that I want to share with you that I use a lot with leaders is called the SBI model. The acronym is Situation, Behavior, and Impact. This model has three simple steps. So what you do is you, as you prepare, you describe the situation in which the behavior occurred. In other words, what are the facts? Then you describe the specific observable behaviors which were observed and are being discussed. It really helps if these are behaviors that were observed by you as the leader. And then the third piece is describing the impact of the person's behavior. So some examples might be, over the last week, I have observed you being late on three occasions to the team meeting. The impact is you missed out on the contact setting at the beginning, it was disruptive to the team, it was disrespectful when you arrive late, and I have to repeat things twice as a result. Again, pretty specific, pretty factual. The impact is outlined. So if I were receiving this feedback, I would know specifically what to action. I have a responsibility to arrive on time, to, consist, to consistently for the team meeting, and when I'm able to do this, there's less disruption, less repetitiveness for my peers and for my boss. Another example could be at the team meeting on Friday afternoon, you ensured that the meeting started on time. Your presentation was accurate and all of the stakeholder questions were answered. You did a great job. You put us in a great light managing this change. Keep up the great work. That sounds very different. So now that you have some context and a tool to use, I wanna share some of the behaviors that in my experience support great feedback and that I think go for both the giver and the receiver. When we are open and honest to see and hear another perspective and find the value or the truth in the feedback, that's really useful. When we're intentional, when we assume positive intent that the feedback is for our growth or for their growth and potential, that's also really useful because it's something that you might not see for yourself if someone is giving you this feedback. The ability to engage and be able to ask clarifying questions and receive a response or ask for support required along the way as you make these changes. Those are, that's something else that's really important in giving and receiving feedback. And checking your judgment and your bias at the door. Being curious and willing instead to be vulnerable, genuine, and sincere, while also being uncomfortable. Because there may be a time when one of you is wrong. That is possible. And then lastly is to show appreciation and gratitude 
for what is going well. So as I wrap up, there are two things, maybe there's a little bit more, (laughs) that I want to share here because I just had two calls on this very thing today, and I really want to invite you to imagine for a moment that feedback that you're going to be giving is a gift, and the person that you are giving it to has some choices they can make. So they can choose to take this gift from you and not make it mean anything other than that you brought them a gift. That's possible. They also can choose to open the gift now or later, and neither one of those is right or wrong. They can decide to open it later, or when they decide to open it later, they can also choose, do I want to keep this? Do I want to gift it to someone else? Or do I want to throw it in the trash? (laughs) So I know it sounds a little bit out of the box as I say that, but this analogy is really useful when you think about the context of feedback. So as a leader, I also know that you can be giving, like you can be giving a really good gift and the person chooses not to do anything with it. And it's your job to hold them accountable to fulfill the conditions of employment. So it's possible at some point, if the feedback is not acted upon, you might lead yourself or them (laughs) to a performance improvement plan, which at that point you'd want to engage your HR person, your HR team, someone in that organization to support you in doing that work. But in my experience, here's what I want to share with you is when you deliver feedback in the way that I've described in this episode today, most people want to improve especially if intent was good. Now, lastly, we have all of us derailing behaviors because we're human. And if we don't discuss real issues, trust can't be built and potential can't be met, let alone unlocked. So my invitation is to make your your feedback a gift someone wants to open because it was thoughtful, intentional, and would make them and their lives richer. I hope this was useful. I would love to hear your feedback that you have for me. Yes, the pun is intended. And until next week, make it a great one. Take care. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week.